All right, hello, hello, hello. This is your girl Dawn Williams, and you are listening to Research Shows Podcast. And today we have Miss Virginia Davis, author. So, how you doing today, Virginia? Hello, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. So, anybody who um, listened to season two, Virginia was one of my guests on season two. So, she was talking about a book then. So, tell everybody what you've been up to since we last spoke. You had wrote The Mending. And what are you up to now? Yes, well, since we last um, had a conversation, I have completed a journal to go along with the mending. And also, um, it has some activities for people to do. So that's coming out in October. Um, I'm putting the final touches on my next novel. It's a young adult book called Jay's Gift. And that's coming out in December. And I just finished my first book of haikus called By the Ocean. And that's coming out this week. So, yeah, we're staying busy. Excellent, excellent. All right, so for everybody, I haven't heard the word haiku since I was in high school. So I want you to give everybody a refresher course. What is a haiku? Haiku, did I say it right? Haiku? Yeah, haiku. <laughs> so what is haiku that? Is, it's a short poem. Um, so it's like Japanese-style poetry. So it's three lines typically, well, the English haiku is, and it's 17 syllables stretched across across three lines. So the first line is five, the second line is seven, and then the third line is five. Um, I read somewhere that typically um, in Japan, like the Japanese haikus were one line, but here, um, you know, we keep them at three lines. And oftentimes, like, they're like odes to nature and stuff. So, yeah, I was intrigued by them when I actually taught a poetry course at a private school I worked at. Um, It was a creative writing course. And so when we got to poetry, I had my students do haikus and we studied different ones, and that's what piqued my interest. Okay, interesting. Yeah. So, and you were an English teacher, correct? If I'm not mistaken, correct. I can't yes, remember what all my clients do. I got a lot of clients <laughs> to teach y'all. Right. So this my, and I got several that do English. Several that oh, do wow. English. So, um, what inspired you to write, and is it therapeutic for you? I know it's therapeutic for me. Yeah, writing in general is very therapeutic to me. Um, Writing this, like what inspired me, like at the time I was missing home. Like I'm originally from the Eastern shore of Maryland. Like I grew up like a few miles away from Ocean City. Like I literally went to Ocean City Elementary School (laughs) as a kid. And so I've always felt like connected to like country life, to nature, to the ocean, to, to the beach. So I was just going through something. I was overwhelmed and I started missing home. So I was writing poems about nature and about uh, specifically the beach because I love the beach. And before I knew it, I had written like five or six haikus and then it came to me, like, why don't you try making a book of haikus? Like, that would be a nice challenge for you. So, yeah, yeah. So I've been working on it for a few months and, yeah, that's how I got here. Excellent. And so, um, I want you to, oh, yeah, how is this different than the previous writing? So, I know that you had a fictional book, um, mm-hmm about uh sheba it was a sheba's place i think mm-hmm. and then yes. and then we had the other one with the mending and you said a journal so like um mm-hmm. how is this different even though we know it's haikus how is it different like what is the subject matter in this um so it's different because they put an emphasis on finding peace and healing and blessings and solace in nature more so than um, my last poetry book which i talk about healing i talk about how like spending time in nature and being at the beach helped me like come to some sense of healing but this book is like it's you know it's the theme of the book so 
you don't see a lot of talk about heartache and grief and such. It's like a celebration, a celebration of the space that I'm in now, which is being as much at peace as I have been in a very long time and finding healing. Very nice. So like you said you grew up on a beach. Like, so mm-hmm. you learned like walking walking distance from the beach, like you just could go there for fun after school or something like that. No, more so like driving distance. Um, okay. Of course, like in the winter, it's really cold down there and stuff. So it was just, you know, like in the summer, like my aunt would take me or my mom or my grandma. So I would spend a lot of time there. But it's kind of like you could just always like, like the closer you get to Ocean City, like for me anyway, like I could smell the ocean. So yeah, like it's just, it's beautiful. Yeah. Like my my first time going was a couple years ago, and the oh, okay. the board the boardwalk is so gorgeous it's like yeah. it's captivating it's like paradise when you walk on mm-hmm. that boardwalk and you ain't gotta buy nothing it's just to see everything it's just so nice right. yeah yeah so that mm-hmm. that i know that was nice growing up looking at that yeah so sure. um oh yeah can you give advice for those aspiring to write and how you balance motherhood being an author educator like you yeah. know whoever would like to do those things. I know that's hard to juggle all those things simultaneously. Yes, it definitely is. Um, I would say, like, if you aspire to write, then yeah, definitely um, do it. Like, the best writers, they also are readers. Um, sometimes it's hard for me to find time to read, but I try to squeeze it in where I can, um, even downloading ebooks on my phone. So, if I'm in a situation where I have to catch the train or something, then, you know, I use that time to read. Um, also, like when it comes to balancing, like I try to take breaks when I can. So sometimes I have to take advantage of my daughter's nap time, staying up um, when she's asleep sometimes and getting up before her. Um, and also like leaning on your community, like whoever can help you out, um, whoever is involved in helping to raise your child. Like, hey, I just need a couple hours to run to the library and go to Starbucks to write for a while. And also um, writing a schedule helps me a lot. But, you know, like, I'm a mom. Things happen. And I'm also a human being. I'm a busy person, and things happen. So if you're not able to adhere to your schedule, if something happens, like, give yourself some grace. It's okay. Like, keep trying. Do your best. The next day is a new day to try even harder and to be better. So, yeah. Yeah. I love that. It sounds like a teacher. <laughs> you sound like, it did sound you know, like a teacher. Like. It do, because teachers make you feel so special. The right teachers, you know, when you come across them lunatics, it's like they make you just hate school, but you could, when you get motivation from a teacher, just make you feel so special. So, yes, absolutely. So, um, and then um, tell me what you like about nature. Like you mentioned the beach. What specifically intrigues you about it? I don't know. Like, I just feel at home. Like, I feel it's kind of like, um, how does the saying go? Like, you don't know what you had till it's gone. Like, when I was yeah. growing up and I was there, like, I don't think I realized how much I appreciated it. But then moving away and going to college and then past college, life gets busy. I'm not always able to get home as often as I would like. Um, so sometimes it's having that yearning, like, oh my God, like, I wish I was there. I wish I, because I just feel like really close to God, like the closer I am to to the beach. Um, even here, like I like going for walks in the park, um, in the creek sometimes, like it just helps me to feel at one with God. Like it's almost something like I can't even explain. Um, I know that I'm an earth sign, so yeah, like, I, like I'm like i into astrology, but 
you know, I'm connected to things of the earth, but for me, like, it's absolutely divine. Um, if I'm stressed and I'm overwhelmed, absolutely. If the weather is right, I'm trying to go outside for a walk and find a nice place um, to sit down and do some writing in the park or somewhere. So, yeah, like, nature is just a part of who I am. Right, and I have learned something new about you because I did not know that. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, even, I thought about like becoming a country girl again, like moving back home and just being the country girl that I really am. Like the older I get, like the more I think about it. But we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, and I think you get it more when you are from the country and then you move to the city area and then it makes you realize what right. you had yeah because that's what happened with me where i moved to dc and then now i'm like i, I appreciate living out in the middle of nowhere you know right, where there's yeah. nothing to do it's mm -hmm. it's a peace that surrounds especially when you go to the beach absolutely right. so mm -hmm. that that and that was be my last question i was going to say in regards to how, how can others learn to appreciate nature more so would you say they should like travel out to um you know the rural parts of maryland more or what do you think they should do yeah, absolutely. There are some like very rural uh, parts of Maryland, like up here in the DMV, like especially like uh, towards northern, um, northern Montgomery County, like taking a side road sometimes, going for a walk in the park. Um, you know, I don't like I know I'm born in the winter, but I don't spend a lot of time in nature in the winter, though. So during those times, like I'll even listen to some beach sounds on the Alexa app or anywhere you stream music. Like you can pull up nature playlists um, and meditating to them or going to the beach and meditating and, or reading a good book, writing if that's your thing. And yeah, it's, it's like definitely experience the beach. Like I've met a few people from um, from D.C. who have never been to Ocean City. Like I guess they've been exactly. to Ocean City. <laughs> yeah, because I, I might have went as a child, but I don't remember. Like I really don't remember ever going. Yeah, that happens so. too. Yeah, that happens. Yeah. yeah. So my like I said, my first time was a couple of years ago and I'm 40. So it's like oh, wow. in fact, in fact, yeah. I did go years ago, but we never got to the beach. So I oh, for okay. me to actually see the beach, it is so beautiful. Yeah. 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 So and then I also want to take this time to thank you, specifically you, Virginia, because mm -hmm. These people, as I we were talking the other day, been pissing me off to the point where I totally <laughs> forgot. <laughs> Look, I forgot my mission for the podcast, and it didn't occur to me till I was sending you the questions this morning. And I said, "Oh, oh wow. that's what? Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm, I mean, for real, it's a blessing. I'm so glad that I did the interview with you because it it pissed me off so bad. I was literally like considering." shutting this whole thing down i'm serious mm -hmm. and, right. and it, it made me realize i started the podcast because i wanted to share with the world the conversations i have with my clients like the first two seasons is my clients or people who right. i know so mm -hmm. i wanted to share that and entrepreneurship is a journey that a lot of people don't share because this is i guess you're showing your vulnerability you know and what you mm -hmm. struggle with and i just wanted to tell you i do appreciate you coming on my podcast True. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> okay. So, so before we close out, I want you to tell everybody where can they find you? Because I know you're on Instagram and where can they find your book and when is the release date? So give us all the details. Yeah. So you can find me and my books uh, Amazon.com. If you search Virginia Davis, um, my books include The Mending, Sheba's Place, Color of Crime and Color of Freedom. And by the ocean will be releasing on Friday, um, August 26th. I'm so excited. 
Um, also, you can find me on Instagram at locks, L-O-C-S, and lit. Um, and yeah, I think that's about it for my, oh, and on Facebook, author Virginia A. Davis on Facebook. So, yeah, thank you so much, <laughs> anybody listening. Don't forget, um, we're actually nearing the end of season three for this episode. So, uh, daily, we have 12 p.m., my two cents, um, for, for Thursdays at 4 p.m. is Entrepreneurs, that's Eastern Time, and then Mondays at 6 a.m. is um, the morning show with the morning crew. We talk about a lot of different things. You can see all, listen to all the episodes um, by going straight to the research departments with an S.com. Click on Research Shows Podcast, and it's also available on our app under I Am Don Williams. So, everybody have a wonderful day on purpose. Episode 56 of Research Shows Podcast. There was a couple who purchased a home in California. And when they went to closing, the seller refused to move out because he took advantage of the moratorium. Well, <laughs> they would definitely have to go to court because the squatter's law doesn't reply, apply to him because you sold the house. Right. They would have to take him to court. And that's what they did. And unfortunately... He will still be able to reside in their property throughout the court proceedings. Exactly. That's the sad part about it. But they would definitely have to take him to court. Squatter's right don't even apply to him. Why not? Why is that? Why doesn't the squatter's right reply to him? I mean, apply to him. Because a squatter is someone who begins to inhabit a property without the legal knowledge of the owner. Interesting. And he's the owner. So it's like he found a loophole. He had to every Monday at 6 a.m. on all streaming platforms. All right, all right, all right. Thank you so much for sticking to the end. Don't forget, we have these episodes, which is My Two Cents. And also, we trade that off with Technology for Seniors. That is daily at 12 p.m. Eastern. And then 4 p.m. on Thursdays, that's Eastern Time. We interview entrepreneurs and talk about their entrepreneur journey. And then on Mondays at 6 a.m. Eastern, we have the morning crew where we have a lot of different collaborations and guests. And we talk about a lot of different things from pop culture to politics to hair and beauty and barbering to realty. To, it's a whole variety show. So we would love for you, for you to join us on that particular day don't forget we are on most streaming platforms if you would like to be a guest collaborate or leave a comment about any episode you can do so by going straight to the research departments with an s.com click on research shows podcast and we look forward to hearing from you don't forget you can also download episodes or listen to episodes on our app which is i am dawn williams and we are available on google play right now and hopefully in the future inshallah we will be on the apple store soon so just keep checking and thank you and have a wonderful day